Hello and welcome to Built on Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. Visit OpenSide.com for products and services that will take your Airtable to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR, one word, all caps, for a one-time $20 credit off of any purchase. On the show today, I welcome Jason Montoya from Atlanta, Georgia. Jason is a consultant, freelancer, and self-described small business firefighter. He works with companies as a sort of virtual chief growth officer to help them streamline their internal processes, improve their marketing, and increase their revenue. Jason is also a huge proponent of the freelance lifestyle, and he has written extensively on the subject in his blog and in his book, Path of the Freelancer, an actionable guide to flourishing in freelancing. Jason uses Airtable as a hub for his own client and project management. He gives us a demo of his freelancing dashboard base, which allows him to approach each workday with intention by easily tracking his projects, hours, and finances. He also shows us how he uses Airtable to collaboratively manage projects and tasks across an entire team of freelancers. Check out builtonair.com for more Built On Air episodes, and while you're at it, sign up for our mailing list to get weekly updates on all things Airtable. Hey Jason, thank you so much for being with us here on Built On Air. It's great to have you. Yeah, thank you. you for having me, Zoe. I'm looking forward to the conversation. For sure. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, again, my name is Jason Scott Montoya. Um, I'm a, uh, a freelancer. Um, I'm located here in, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And I've been here in Atlanta since 2005. Um, when I first moved here, I had sort of ambitions to... Uh, get into the film industry and, and to write and direct, but got derailed, ended up launching a marketing company for seven years from 2007 to 2014 and decided um, sort of the short version of that is decided I didn't want to, uh, if you know, what did I want to be when I grow up and launching a marketing company was not it. So ended up shutting it down, but I still had business owners coming to me and say, Hey, we need your help. So ended up helping them and I became a freelancer and then essentially I embraced that after a few years of that happening, um, started blogging intentionally, since 2014, so I would consider myself a blogger. And then I wrote my first book, which I published in 2017, called Path of the Freelancer, which is an actionable guide for freelancers to flourish. And so that's something that I've done is writing is a big part of it. But for me, I work with small business owners specifically that have a digital transaction, and I help them grow their business, um, their income, their teams. So growing, you know, helping them to to lead those people and to build those people out and then also helping with the owner in terms of coaching and strategy planning. So that's, uh, I kind of put that all under a umbrella of a virtual, um, chief growth officer. Um, but ultimately it's how do we grow your small digital business? Cool. Yeah. yeah very interesting path. It's like you started right. Wanting to do gig economy film yeah. stuff, had the marketing in the middle and then now you're back to, you know, the kind of freelance. Yeah. And the great thing is, you know, the difference between the the business there, you have to, I had a lot of employees and payroll and and clients and, and it's a lot of work. Um, But as a freelancer, I can do a lot of the things that I'm good at, exclude the things I'm not and make a lot more money 
than I was as a, as a business. And then I'm also married and I've got five kids. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta provide, but I also need the flexibility to, uh, to engage with them in, in the craziness of life that we have here in North Georgia. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can imagine, you know, just, uh, realizing, you know, at a point you're like, I don't really want to be spending all of this time making all of these decisions yeah. that, you know, like that I don't really yeah. care about. Um, so yeah, just kind of honing in on what is really important. Exactly. To you. That's awesome. So, um, tell us a little bit then, um, you know, as sort of like uh, a virtual chief growth officer, as, as you might describe yourself, what is your, your kind of day to day? Like, um, especially, you know, like, I think a lot of the the titles sort of in, in the freelancing, like gig economy world, you know, you're like, how, how do I describe myself? Right. Like to encompass all of the things that you might do. So just give us kind of a, a picture of the, the data. Yeah. And, you know, for me, what I do is it is a little odd and unique in terms of explaining it. And, and that's something I've wrestled with over the years and I've gotten words to help that. Um, but it's, it's challenging because it's, it's very unique. So when I was running my marketing company, um, there was this role that I was always looking to hire and it was kind of this strategic project manager. And what I wanted was someone that could jump into the trenches and make stuff happen. And me as a business owner, you know, kind of visioneer and, you know, fly my kite around, <laughs> around and find places we could go. But I would, I found this tension that, um, when I found somebody that kind of seemed um, like they were really structured and organized and they would be a really good fit, we would hire them and the chaos of our business, they would run away. <laughs> like I can't handle this. This is too stressful. You guys are too or disorganized. So we would, we just had this struggle. And so when I ended up becoming a freelancer, I kind of thought about that. I said, well, what if I just become, the person I wanted to hire that I could never find. And then I'll have like this unique differentiator, right? <laughs> so I kind of imagine myself as uh, a fire, a bit small business firefighter in the sense that when the business, when the business is burning down, you know, when there's trouble or chaos or whatever it is, I'm the one going into the building when everyone is exiting. <laughs> and so I go into these small businesses that, you know, have, you know, different chaos going on and they could, it could be growth chaos because it's just, they're growing and there's just stuff going, or it could be kind of a decay chaos where they've kind of, they're kind of riding on a wave of success and it's starting to decay. But another way I think about it is, you know, I jump in, I help, help figure out what's going on. And I got a five stage process that I walk us through um, just conceptually, which is first is what are the low hanging fruit things we can do? So we go into the business, what can we do to just, you know, make an impact? You know, I had a recent client that I'm working with and they weren't doing email marketing and they had an email marketing list of like 80,000 people. So it's like, well, let's just start doing that, you know? So helping to create those, put the content together, make things happen. So low hanging fruit. Second is simplify everything let's just get it down bare bones. Let's get it optimized and efficient. Third thing is make what's left better. So anything that makes the cut, make it better. Fourth is find and fill in the gaps. And then the fifth is master maintenance. So how do we create an ecosystem where we're continuing to grow and build on what we've created? So I jump in and help do that. Tactically speaking that, you know, a lot of it ends up being project management, planning, strategic development, delegation. Um, but tactically there are certain things I'm good at writing, um, email marketing, SEO, things like that. So um, I kind of play a role of strategic and tactical because I like to be able to, to get stuff done and help make some progress. And then we can find someone else to help uh, do that in the long term. 
Make sense? You know, I, I think one one thing um, that I always find kind of, you know, really um, gratifying about projects like that is the ability to kind of, uh, you know, zoom in and zoom out when you need to. So it's like yes. that ability to kind of zoom out, right? See the entire scope of things, understand how things intertwine, and then also be able to kind of handle one specific you know, problem or set of considerations. So it's that kind of like ability to always be like moving, you know, up and down on the scale. Yeah. I think that's kind it's, of really it's um I, I like that because with a lot of strategic stuff, it can it can be kind of vague and loose and it's hard to know like am I, you know, are we actually doing, you know, success? But when we get into the tactical things like I wrote this or I created this, that's like there's a satisfaction of just completing something and being done with it. So Yes, uh, absolutely. You need those like little small yes. wins to kind of keep you moving along. Yes, correct. Sure. So um and the other thing too is just, you know, for me working with small business owners, I know what it's like to wear a million hats. I know the reality of cash flow. And I really want to jump in, make an impact. And really for me, my goal is, you know, as quickly as possible, I want to make sure that the value I'm providing far exceeds the cost. And so essentially I want to make it stupid for you not to work with me <laughs> because of that value. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah. And and you mentioned, right, all of your um, clients, they all have digital products, right? Not physical. Um, that's my, my, far, my focus, um, my target. Um, because I can help in terms of, especially even like with Airtable and some of the stuff we can do with automation and connecting data from the beginning, the the visit to the sale, the digital transactions ideal. Now I do have a few clients that don't have that, um, but it does make it challenging, but those tend to be more sales oriented organizations um, and it has a whole nother mm -hmm. set of challenges, but it, and, and I can help them. But at the end of the day, it's like me helping them with one arm tied behind my back. They're just a piece of the, of my toolbox that I'm not able to leverage. So. Right. Yeah. So digitally you're able to kind of have control over the whole process. So your, your methods yeah. can. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of making some things digital or online that aren't, but in some cases you just, there are certain types of things you just can't sell online and they don't make sense to. So. Right. Right. Um, so I guess now the the burning question for an Airtable podcast: Where did where did when did you discover Airtable and kind of how does it factor into your, your yeah? Database? So um, I uh, I was looking in, through my email just to see when did I sign up, <laughs> and uh, I found the the intro email December eleventh, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> so oh, wow. a little over three yeah. years. And a friend, he actually I think he saw an ad on Facebook and he checked it out and he's like, you got to check this out. And I had been looking for Airtable for years before it came out. <laughs> um, I actually found mm -hmm. another tool that was kind of like it, um, but it it was not user friendly and it it was just hard to use and it wasn't where it needed to be for me to be able to use it. So kind of gave up on it. Before that, um, going back to when I had my marketing company, one of the things we used to do for we did for ourselves and we did for our clients and something I do now as a freelancer is I built what what I call these blueprints for the business or for the marketing department or for a project. And essentially the idea is it's it's you know a dashboard for an operation. And um, a lot of businesses is like how, you know if it, if the CEO were to disappear or if, or if a leader was to go away, you know how would we know? what to do next. There's there's no system in place right. to sort of make that continue. And also have visibility for the leader to be able to see what's going on in his business. And so we just set up this spreadsheet 
with all, I mean, it's got dozens and dozens of columns and dozens and dozens of rows. And we did in a spreadsheet, which is limiting. And we couldn't sort things and group things and have different views. And, and so in retrospect, I was like, I wish we would have had it then because it would have made our lives so much easier in terms of managing this thing that we created. But the cool thing was, is we got to create it manually. And then when the tool came around, eventually it was a perfect fit. So by the time I found Airtable, again, I was already looking for it. It was exactly what I wanted. And immediately I was, I was figuring out how to leverage it. So yeah. (laughs) And, And then now are you using Airtable as mainly kind of just, you know, a hub for your own personal, you know, business and project management, or are you introducing it as part of your solution for clients. Yeah, that's, well. that's funny. Um, so I uh, I initially started using it for myself. Um, in fact, before I had, uh, as a freelancer, I created a freelance dashboard and, and I'll, I can dive into that a little bit. But um, I also started using it for clients in terms of project managing their stuff. But then I started using it for clients as part of my offering. So for example, I had a, I had a customer who is uh, it's a cabin rental company kind of like a specific, like an airbnb you go on airbnb and you rent pick your cabin and or your property and you rent it out so it's that kind of thing but it's specific to luxury cabins and um what what i found out was that we could be collect you know we were we can collect data from our customers to get feedback on these cabins and find out because because of the way that the cabin rental company is the cabins are distributed all over this, you know, probably 40, 50 mile radius. So in terms of cleaning and maintenance, it can be challenging to, to service them. So what we did is we identified, um, we, uh, a way, you know, to ask the customers using survey monkey, Hey, what are the things the cabin needs to be worked on? They'd fill it out. And then we use Zapier to, to zap that data into an air table and then we had the cleaning crew, when they went into the cabins, they had, we set them up with iPads and then they could put any things that the maintenance crew needed to do. So now the maintenance crew had essentially like a ticket system of all these things that came from the cleaners and, and the guests. And now they knew what would need to be fixed, replaced or updated. And so that was kind of this thing that I did with, with my customer, like to help his business to create a technology system that would solve this problem and Airtable being that tool and so there were a lot of other things that came out um, for other clients to be able to capture data or move data or organize it in different ways and uh, and so now you know I'm not necessarily seeking like Airtable projects but if it sort of fits into the umbrella of what we're trying to accomplish but at the end of the day like all the clients I tell about I tell them about Airtable and all their employees will come to me how do I do this how do I do that you know so I'm, I'm the resident right. expert yeah. on Airtable. <laughs> Yeah. So, so even if, uh, you know, it's not something directly related to your solution, you're like, you might just want to check this yeah. out. Like, so, yeah. So the big, it. the big two things oh. are for me is it again, helps me with my freelancing as I keep everything organized. And then two, um, to project manage what I'm doing with clients. So those are the two biggest things that I'm using. Awesome. Yeah. So, but I could definitely see, you know, like you and others, how, how you can, you could build an entire business around just your tabling. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, <laughs> crazy how um you know flexible it is and also i think you know part of it too is is there is this weird sort of just like intrinsic satisfaction people get from like seeing it and playing around around in it for like 15 minutes so it is it's kind of an an easy sell you know or or even just a suggestion 
you know, if I am doing a project for a client that doesn't even involve Airtable, like I'm always just like, you should check this out. And and that's, that's kind of the way I think about it too, is it's, it's like a tool that allows me, who's not like a coder to build my own apps. Like I can build whatever I want and do anything I want. And that flexibility is great. Now I do think there are some people that they kind of need the structure for them. They, they have a hard time building their own structure. So they either need someone like you or me to, to help build that structure or they need a tool. But I was using another tool that's become real popular called monday.com. Uh, yeah, but I, it used to be um, Depulse. It, right? I think so, yeah. I, I think, I don't, and then everyone made fun oh, of the name today eventually. Um, but I have uh, a client that <laughs> uses that. So I got into it and was playing with yeah. it. And I'm like, man, it's kind of, Airtable is a better version of this, you know, because I can, I can make, <laughs> I can replicate what they have there in Airtable which right. is similar, similar to what I've done. But with their system, it's a little bit um, static. So I think that's the challenge with systems is you have to accept their structure and philosophy. Whereas with Airtable, mm-hmm. we can make it, we can build it to our own system, you know, our own um, structure and philosophy. So Right, exactly. And But it does, you're right, it does help to see maybe, you know, we're like, oh, well, Airtable could be this app, but it's just, you know, so I'll kind of emulate the structure of it and then yeah, tweak it, yeah. right? Um, or, you know, being able to see kind of what other people have done with Airtable, you know, really kind of gives you, um, you know, I guess, inspiration, right? Because it is sort of a creative problem-solving type thing to, you know, build structure in apps like Airtable. Um, you know, and it, it does help kind of have that. Yeah, like, and, that, and the other cool thing is 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 the the view the view options to be able to look at the data in different ways. So, I generally prefer to look at it um, in the grid view, but there's the Kanban, and then there's the calendar that I sometimes use, and then the forms are awesome as well, um, and then the gallery is as well. So, I can take data and then go look at it in different ways, and that's just huge, I think, because I used to use Trello and Airtable, then once they added Kanban, I was like, Trello, I love you, but I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So um, you have a couple of bases that you've built um, that you'll walk us through. So I think now is a great kind of segue to, to getting some inspiration from what you built. So go ahead and share yes, your screen. I will do that. Give me a second here, boy. So I'm going to run through what I, my freelancing dashboard and, um, we're going to include a link to the, I have a template of this. I made a few changes to it that I need to roll out to the template, but this will at least get you started. So um, this is um, how I operate, how I keep track of things. I'm not going to go to everything, but just the most, the thing I do every single day is I go to this tab, which is my people tab. And so a couple things just to give you some context is I bill um, my clients in hours and I do it in batches of 10 hours. And, um, and so they're committed you know, to that batch. And some of them will do a second. Um, some of them pre-commit, some of them are just, you know, we'll go at, we'll go at a pace, you know, we'll prove each one as we go. So as a freelancer, one of the challenges that comes with the, with, with being our own business is growing, getting new clients and cultivating leads and working through our customers. And so what I wanted to do with this, this main contact dashboard is I wanted to create a prioritization, um, ordering in terms of how it looks visually from the top to the bottom. So I've got this status that really organizes the groups. And so what you see here is I've got this client and in this client, I've got it as an urgent status and it's urgent client. So they're a paid client. 
And so this person I've got a call with tomorrow. So there's a couple things I need to do today for that ahead of that call so that I'm ready for that call. So that's why it's urgent. Um, now, if I change it, you know, I put it just the normal client status here. It'll group these. These are my clients that I'm working with. And then I've also I've got urgent and then important. So important is like I need to prioritize this client. <laughs> so because I'm getting stuck, pulled into these other stuff and I just need to get some stuff done on this client so I can put it up here and it'll move it at the top. So that's the idea is the vertical prioritization. And then um, I've got a couple different columns here. Um, but I'll, before I run into that, I'll just kind of go uh, just go down here. So I've got another group called Day Complete. So what I want to do is is I've worked on this client for a little bit of time, and I want to move to the next client. So I'm going to move them to the Day Complete. Means there's still work to be done, but I'm going to close them out for the day. I've got an idle client, which is um, a client that has some you know has some time left, but we don't have a task in place to be able to work on it. So it's just sitting there until that task comes up. A roadblock means there's things I can be doing, but I'm waiting on the client for X, Y, or Z. Um, so that's the client groupings. Um, and so those are all different statuses in here. Um, the next one is the active prospects. So these are these are people that expressed interest in working with me um, at some form or another. And so I need to cultivate those relationships. Now, here's how this works. So right now, you can see I've got a healthy amount of active clients and and um, and and work on my plate. But if I didn't, then this would be a lot more anemic, and then this would be at the top of my list. So the idea is that if I need to be doing more sales, the sales stuff's gonna come up. If I need to do more paid client work, that paid client work is gonna go to the top. So that's how it works for me. And so I'm vertically working my way down. Um, I finish my paid work, and then if I have time left, then I work on cultivating, you know, moving my idle clients forward or helping my roadblock clients get on roadblock. Then I'm focused on how do I move these prospects to the next stage. Then I have another category called recently active clients. And these are ones that have worked with me, but we've paused our work for whatever reason. And so if I'm looking for more work, um, one of the things that I wrote about in Path of Freelancer is the easiest place to get work is from people we've worked with. <laughs> so um, before yeah. <laughs> I go calling, cold calling or networking, I'm going to go reach out to all the clients I've worked with in the past and say, hey, how's it going? What's what's new? What problems are you facing? How can we, how can I help you? Do you have anything um, that needs my assistance? So I've got this list here. Then I've got inactive clients, which would be another layer, but just segmented. Like I haven't worked in these in six, at least 60 days. So, um, you know, some of these could be a couple years ago. Um, and then I've got inactive prospects. So these were leads that came in, but we never actually ended up working together. So I could reach out to them again. And then I just have my contacts that I've created. Um, so that's the, the vertical prioritization that's, that makes uh, a big difference. And then I can kind of, I can work through the horizontal columns as well. But did you have, do you have any questions on that or comments or shall I proceed? Um, I just, I, what I like what you've done here is, you know, it's simple enough, right. Where you can easily kind of move things, but also I really like sort of your, your concept here of, you know, I really know that, you know, given any particular day, you just have kind of what you can see on the screen without scrolling as your priorities, but also it's really nice that you don't really have to, you know, go somewhere else to kind of, uh, look for, you know, inspiration for leads or other work, you know, you just simply scroll down and you kind of have it all there. So you can really easily uh, kind of keep it churning in the back exactly. of your mind. You know? it's, it's, it's kind of like a pulse check in that sense. And it, it makes a big difference. Um, 
because I think when we're dealing with a lot of things as a freelancer, it's just, it's hard to to manage it all. And I have thought about using a CRM separately from this, but I'm just like, I really need it all to be in one place. And, and this is, and I mean, if it, if it works for you, just own it, exactly. you know? Um, so, um, I'll run through the, the columns here. This first one is approved hours. So these are, um, you know, the client is willing to pay for those hours. So, um, you know, obviously it's a different amount for different ones, but at, at the cool thing about Airtable is that the groupings, oh, one of the things that, uh, when I first started Airtable, they didn't have the group view. And that mm-hmm. was the thing I was like, oh man, that changed everything when they added that. Um, yeah, so, sure. but as you can see, I, I've got these, uh, some, so I have for every month, I have a goal of um, right now based on um, you know how much time I want to work and how much income I want to earn. I want to work 117 paid hours per month. That's my top, my top tier goal. I have kind of a few different levels, but at the highest level. So what I can do is I use a tool for tracking my time called um, Time Camp. And so that mm-hmm. tracks my time, like what I've done so far. And so I check that every day. Um, and we're just a few days into the month. So it's, you know, we're, uh, let's say I have 15 hours. So now I can go, well, I've got 70.25 approved hours here and I've done 15. So I'm at 85. So I need to find, you know, 22 hours. So I, this client um, might do another 10 hours. So I put that under potential hours. Um, this client might do 10 hours, this client might do 10 hours, this client might do 10. And then, so I don't know for sure yet. I haven't gotten approval, but I just am I'm making a guess. So I have 45 hours. If I can get, you know, those, if I can find, you know, some of those hours from that bucket or from these other ones, then, then I'm going to hit my goal. So I can actually use like we're it's March 6th and I could tell you if I'm going to hit my goal this month or not. And yeah. like, it's better to know that now than at the end of March when I can't change that. So, right. And you're like, oh man, it's like three days left. And I still want to, I need to find, you know, 20 hours and exactly, work them. Oh. which is hard. So this column tallies them both. So you can see you got 115 available potentially um, in actual. And then I've got this formula. Um, it's days left in the month. So I only work on, I don't work on the weekends. So it's the number of weekdays left. And then I, I have to, there's a formula that you can use. So date, time difference. Um, there's a few different kind of complicated, but essentially it calculates how many days are left in the month. And then what I do is I, I add in um, minus eight because that's the number of weekend days there are left. And then I minus two because of the number of days I want to take off. So the unfortunate thing is my, I'm having to change this here. I could probably create another column and maybe put those variables in there, but then I have to do it for every row. So it's a little, maybe something Airtable can help me figure out in a different yeah. way. But um, Date, time, computations, and formulas in Airtable, I think, are, are one of the more complex things. Like whenever I'm always trying to add and subtract dates, I'm always like looking at the formula <laughs> yeah, reference. Exactly. It's like just a little bit, it's not as intuitive as some of the, the other computations you can yeah. do. So yeah, I feel your yeah. <laughs> So, but what I did is I essentially, the idea is how many days are left, work days are left in the month. And then how many hours do I anticipate for each of these? And then this tells me how much to work each day. So I should be, you know, doing 7.2 hours a day, and then it should be broken out this way. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't always play out that way, but it's a, it's a reference point to work from. 
And um, so to hit my 117 goal, I have to work 6.16 hours a day, 6.16 hours a day for 19 days. And so this tells me that I've got more than enough time. I'll, I'll actually have rollover time for next month. So um, so that's what that column is. And then the next is the status, which I already went through. And then one thing I added this next month column to go, well, how many hours do I think they're going to do next month? So I'm actually starting to figure out, okay, I've got 103 here. If I end up having 10 rollover, then now I'm starting with, a, you know, I'm trying to project ahead of time and be as proactive as possible. Right. Um, the next two columns are for invoicing. So most clients I invoice when we start working and then they got net 10 to pay it. Um, I have a few exceptions to that, as you can see, but that's what this is. And then this column here is whether they I've paid, whether they paid that invoice, whether I've just invoiced it or not invoiced it and whether, or whether it's late. And so, you know, if I had this as not invoiced, then it would just be a trigger to go, okay, I need to invoice them and then I would change it. Or if I add another 10, hey, they just approved another 10 hours, I'll put that in there and I'd have to change this to not invoice. So it's just these little triggers that help me um, do the things I need to do to, to make that happen. Yeah, just kind of, again, having everything kind of laid out in one place so you're not having to, you know, like look at your, you know, invoicing yeah. setup to see if they pay or whatever. Um, and, and then um, question for you on kind of how, um, like, do you check this, you know, at the beginning of every day and update it, or are you updating it as you go along? You know, yeah. how do you actually work? So I'm, this? I'm in here all day long. So I'm, it's the first thing I look at. I'm in here from when I'm switching clients, I'm in here um, at the end. What I would like to do is when I'm done working, like, let's say I'm done with this client and I move them to day complete, then I'll actually, I'll check my hours and then I'll update the approved hour amount left. Um, if I don't do that per client, then at the end of the day, I'll go through and I'll just do them all at once. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'm a, a day or two behind and I just update it. But I just want to make sure I'm not doing work that I, they haven't paid for or haven't approved. So um, so I'm, I mean, this tab is, I have two monitors and this tab is open um, all day long and I'm constantly referencing it um, for different reasons. And the next part I'll show you will we'll add a little bit more detail as to why that is um, in another way. So. Makes sense. Yeah, awesome. And and also it's, you know, like really satisfying to I would imagine to be able to move it to day complete, yeah. you know, right after yeah. you're done. <laughs> All right. And I can see it move to the exactly. next group and you know, just that little bit of satisfaction. Mm. Exactly. So um so that that uh the check it's like the checkbox effect, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um now I got these next two columns, what I call the checked in and then the weekly complete. Um so with the check-in, um I, what I prefer to do with my clients is at the beginning of every week, I just check in with them. Hey, here's, here's what's going on. Here's what I'm planning to do this week. Cause a lot of my clients are virtual and I'm not necessarily see them. So I just, one of the things with freelancing is a lot of times freelancers are bad at communication um, or they disappear. And as a freelancer, I want it to be the opposite of that. So that's one of the ways that I um, reassure my clients is, Hey, I'm here. I'm alive. Here's what I'm working on. Let me know me to redirect anything or share something if I've got it. And then the second thing is what I call weekly complete. And that ties to this column, this week's priorities over here. Um, and essentially when I've got too much to do, but not enough time, what I do is I identify like what has to get done this week um, for all my clients. 
And then I make sure I get that done. And then if I get anything else done, that's great. But I at least get the things that need to get done done. So if right. if I've done those things, then I'll check this box and then it, mo- it can move them around and stuff. So um, and then so because these are unchecked, they go up. But the idea is um, so I have an auto sort on. I'll go on that in a second. But the idea is here is, you know, have I if, I if I've checked in with the client, then then I need to go check in with the other ones. And then have I completed the weekly completes? Now, I don't do that. The weekly completes aren't all the time. It's just when I have too much going on and, and I've got to. I feel like I'm losing my mind and I got to get control. So. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. It's like, you're like, I just need another way to add, you know, to help adjust and organize my priorities. Yeah. So they're there. Um, so as you can see, I've got to sort. Um, so I actually sort the order of these. So I have the status, the statuses that groups them and, and it orders them the sort of the override, but within the group, I, I order it based on uh, the variables, you know, if they paid, I, I give them a little more priority. If um, if they've checked in or a weekly complete changes it, the number of hours. So these just create another level of, you know, because right now I've got seven clients in here. So, I, you know, I'm limited to, to what I can do in a particular day. So I want to make sure I keep those in, a, in another, just always figure out how to way to prioritize um, and minimize the amount of time I'm thinking. Because like thinking is, takes energy and effort. And I Sort of want to. Yeah. What do I need to do next, and then focus on that, and and this helps me do that. So a lot of the thinking was right. in creating this, but it 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 keeps me from having to do too much of that because switching back and forth can be time. There's just a lot of variables yeah. there. So yeah, I think there's there's all those studies, you know, on like task switching, and it takes you know an average of 25 minutes or something to switch okay. in between yeah. tasks <laughs> because you know you'll check your email yeah. and and then. You know, so it's like, uh, and I think one of the benefits about being a freelancer is is that you can, because you're controlling how your workday is structured, right? And especially when you have a, you know, smartly built tool like you have here, then you're, the whole goal is to eliminate that task switching. So there's not the, the whole like, oh my gosh, I had such a busy day, but what did I get done? Like nothing <laughs> yeah. really. You know? And, and that, so that goes to the next piece is, um, so I have a, there's two layers here. There's for me, and then because I'm working with clients, they have their own things. So I have these three columns that tie into that. And one is, this is my idea repository of things I'm just collecting notes or ideas or actions. And then this is this week's priorities, which is tied to the, to this thing. Um, but, and so I use those two columns. If the client is, if the project's small enough, or there's just, we haven't been working long enough, I'll use these following two fields. But at some point, a lot of the clients, they outgrow that. And so I'll set up their own Airtable. Um, and that's what, but the, I put the link here so I can just quickly access it. So it gets right to it. Right. And then here I am. And then I can, this one, as you can see, it's pretty, there's a lot going on, a lot of projects. So um, so that's where I go. And then, you know, I have different clients that are on Airtable. And then this is the Monday one I mentioned. And then I have a Trello one here as well. But by default, I start with these two fields, and then once they outgrow it, I, I build their own Airtable. So cool. that makes sense? Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, just kind of everything, you know, laid out and uh, just sort of perfectly chasing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, <laughs> exactly how I need uh, it. And also, yeah, just really kind of adaptable where it's, you know, it's not like you're spending so much time in here that it's, you know, taking away from other things. But like you said, it just you don't have to think anymore about what should I do next. You already decided and it's there for you. So you're like, thank you, past exactly. Jason. <laughs> uh, 
So, and I have some other fields, you know, contact information, email, phone number. I've, I added a little automation tool where I can invite them to my email list and then I can actually add them just through a checkbox um, where the person came from, who was the referral or source. So there's some other variables and, and I won't go into those into too much detail now, but they are in, you know, in template. Um, and I did just, you know, this isn't something I use anymore, but for a little while I was, I had a, I created a grid view of this. So I could, and I put my client's pictures in there so I could actually see them. Cause I was like, I'm virtual and I never see them. This is like a way to humanize it, you know? Right. Um, but I ended up just kind of not doing it or not sticking with it. Um, cause it was not so, not as efficient as this view. So. Right. But yeah, whenever you need a little bit of pseudo face to face, you can always go back to the gallery. Exactly. view. So awesome. there's a lot more to this. There's other tabs for tracking, um, tracking my hours month to month, tracking my hours year to year, revenue um, projects. Um, I've got different ways to kind of predict recurring income, and there's a lot, a lot here. But um, but uh, but I know we got limited time, so I'll, so I'll leave it that leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and then of course everyone can uh, head to Airtable Universe. We'll include that um, link to your profile in the show notes, so they can check it out. Uh, download a copy, yeah. play around if they want. Um, but I think we, we have a little bit of time. I know you kind of wanted to walk through a second base so you can take a look yeah. at that. Yeah, that too. works. So I had mentioned, you know, client database here. Um, and so this, you know, there's a couple things I'll show you um, here. Um, in this particular client, there's, the, I manage, I project manage several other freelancers. And so in terms of a project management view, um, I'll just go to my my view for here for a second. Um, under status, it's that's how we're grouping it. And so I've got done, maintain, stuck, active, next, idea repository, archive. And just like in my freelancing dashboard, I vertically prioritize these based on how I want to see them. So I want to see done things first, then maintain things, stuck, and then active. And the idea is that you know that way I'm looking through them in that order. You know, things we have to maintain, if I put that at the bottom, I might forget about it, you know, um, things that are stuck, right, I might right. forget that are stuck. So the idea is that I'm, I'm organizing that. Um, and I have this uh, tab here called, or this column called passengers. And these are all the people that are involved in the project. Uh, that was another great thing that Airtable added um, was collaborators. And so now, you know, I can add yeah, people and yeah. I can notify them and, and you can do commenting and stuff. Um, what's the intent of the project? Um, and then what are the actions that we need to get done? Is there a link? The strategy stage that's tied to, I mentioned uh, those five stages, you know, uh, low-hanging fruit, simplify everything, make what's left better, identify and fill in the gaps, and then uh, master maintenance. So we identify which part of that it is. Um, one cool thing that Airtable has is you can add a column where it's the created date so you can see when it was created. Um, but this this particular view is a action view for me. So these are the things I need to be aware of and working on. And then I have for each of the different freelancers, I have a view, so you can see what what's on there. So as we do a weekly call, and then everyone will go through their items, and then they'll update their items. Then I also have a view for the owner of the business. So um, I'll click on that, and this is essentially just trimmed down to to a list of what I think is most relevant for him to look at. Um, but you can see there's just, there's a lot of different tabs. I've got a planning, planning view. So this is more of what are all the things that are in place, um, ideas, what do we need to be working on? And so it's just, this base has, 
like hundreds and hundreds of records. But what I've done is just create different views for different people to see the data they need, when they need it, how they need it. And we've got some other tabs here that, you know, we're creating, creating some cross-linking tabs. Um, you know, we've got different goals and those goals are assigned to different campaigns and people are, you know, uh, involved in the different goal and the different goals here. So, you know, that's kind of a high level view of what's going on um, for something that's got a lot of pieces moving. <laughs> yeah. And, and the one thing I do like too about doing to-do lists and Airtable is that since it's so easy to filter things, um, you know, I, you don't have to delete mm -hmm. things, which is useful sometimes, yeah. right? Because instead of just, you know, doing a to-do list, like, on paper or in some other apps where it's not easy to see everything that's done, you know, you can kind of look back and get, uh, you know, a sense of how things are balanced between team members or, you know, kind of what your velocity is, yeah. like how long your, uh, it takes you to do things, what you have done. Um, so it's kind of nice to have that, you know, and I think I'm guessing the the archive status kind of serves that. Exactly. So, um, you know, we can, let's say we finish this and then we just hit archive and, and then I've got a filter set up that says if it's in the, this is actually our uh, filtering archive and the idea repository. So in the action view, it's like, we don't want to be ideating. We just want to be doing <laughs> so. Right, um, right. But yeah, that's, that's the cool thing is um, like to keep those, those, um, I, those things around for reference later. Um, and, and, you know, maybe there's something in Airtable I haven't explored is, you know, like to your point is maybe there's a way to track how many items are we, we doing over time and, and actually be able to see progress in that way. Right. So. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, kind of going along with that, you know, just, uh, if you do have something that you know, that you know is coming up, you can just put it in there and it, its status is next. Yeah. Right. So it's not like, you hand it to someone and you're like, okay, you know, here's when I want you to do it or like, don't do it yet. But you can just kind of, you know, silently just, you know, kind of slide it into this upcoming, mm -hmm. you know, area. And yeah. Then, and that was a big thing is I was like, we were, cause when we were essentially using active, we'd put next things in active. Right. Um, and I was like, I think it'd be better if there was another place for next items so they could accrue and then those could be reviewed and, and moved into active. And I think that act to your point of like moving it, it just, it changes the dynamic in that transition and, and, and kind of concluding one thing and starting the next. Mm -hmm, for yeah. sure. So just, Very you know, nice. this, I, I think the critical thing for the project management is I wanted to just really create a very simple system and and the status um, single select is is the biggest piece of this. Here are the stages from beginning to end, and and then the passenger piece is the, is another piece, and everything else you know outside the name you know we could hide the rest of this, and this would be a solid simple project management system. Um, it can get more complex once you need it to be, but but I think at the end of the day you know, kind of like with my vertical prioritization, I want to just be able to know, like mentally, when I go into this thing, if it's stuck, then it's, I'm unstucking something, you know, <laughs> if I'm maintaining, I'm just yeah. keeping something going. If I'm active, I'm sort of building something. And if it's next, then I need to figure out how to get started. So just trying to minimize the thinking and, and just identify what the next action is, um, to do that. Right. Because it's like, you've, you've already, uh, you know, done all that thinking about prioritization and timing in your head when you add the task. So, you know, it's easy and Airtable to customize whatever statuses you want to just be able to reflect that. So you don't have to think about exactly. it twice. 
Yeah, um, we probably overthink, you know, the whole idea of overthinking things um, is definitely something that, that we do. But I think as an achiever, because um, again, when I ran the business, I was more of a visionary and like I thought of great things, but then at the end of the day, there were a lot of things I just never got done because I never acted on them. So I, right. I want to figure out, you know, just how to wisely balance the visioneering and the execution and make sure they're both moving forward and neither is dominating the other. Right. Yeah. You kind of do need that balance. And I think, you know, really it's like you realize you're like, I don't need another person for that balance. It's just me. I'll balance it yeah. myself. Yeah. And it's, it does take heart yeah. discipline and, and um, you know, I like structure and organization, but, and I've had to sort of um, learned, learned behaviors to sort of offset my personality that, that, maybe has struggled in some of these areas. So, so yeah. Yeah. I really think, you know, like task management and project management, it's, it's weird because you kind of, you know, it's one of those things like, like car maintenance where you're like, why don't we get just like taught this in yeah. school, yeah. you know, like maybe like, maybe not everyone should need to learn integrals, but you know, I would really like to learn how to change a tire or, you know, like think about sort of, you know, managing just like these, these weird life skills that you kind of, especially as a freelancer, you're like, oh, wow, I really need to figure this out for myself. Um, And it's super obvious if you're doing it not well, because you don't make as much money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we live or die by, by that organization. Um, And, and, you know, that was a big part of what wrote Path of the Freelancers, just a lot of freelancers didn't have that structure and they struggled to create it for themselves. But if someone could show them one, they could they could mimic that. And so the book has these eight um, systems or structures that that a freelancer can adapt and, and implement to succeed. Um, to make it a little easier for them. I did the thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us um, before we sign off where people can go to uh, check out more about you and your work and find your book. Yeah. So um, on my website, uh, jasonscottmontoya.com, I'm blogging there um, pretty regularly. Um, you can just scroll down. I've got different categories, which I've broken down into growing your you know, growing myself, growing my business or growing others, and then stories and inspiration as well. So you've got these four areas you can explore. I've got a projects tab if you want to see what I'm up to, side projects and books. Um, if you're interested in Path of the Freelancer, there is a website for that called pathofthefreelancer.com. The book is available on Amazon, so you can check it out um, um, there. You know, you can buy it on paper. You can buy a physical or a digital. What I would recommend is if you want to buy it, if you want to read it on Kindle to buy it physically, because I have matchbook set up. So if you buy a physical copy, you get the Kindle edition for free and then you can either use the physical one or give it away. So um, you check that out on Amazon. Um, again, my website's jasonscottmontoya.com and you can explore that. Um, the Air, we'll put the link to the Airtable universe. You can check out my profile there and follow me for any new templates I might make in the future. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason. It's been great uh, chatting with you and kind of getting, you know, peeking into um, your day today and how you use Airtable to manage it. Um, And best of luck with, um, you know, all of your uh, kind of, you know, um, projects. And, uh, you know, basically, I think you're kind of like the, the freelance small business version of a bar rescue yeah. you know you <laughs> yeah. go in and just turn everything around so yeah thank you so much for being on the show and um yeah we'll link to your website and your Airtable universe page in the show notes so people can check out all right well work. thank you so much have a wonderful day <laughs>